Hello and welcome to the Belter Wire Podcast. My name is William Brown, Content Manager, and joining me once again is Julie Pandel, Belter Sales and Tabletop Specialist. Julie and I are concluding our tabletop discussion series today by talking through care and handling of your tabletop components. Julie, again, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. In the last two podcasts, we talked about identifying your brand, completing the tabletop design, selecting trends that make the most sense for your restaurant. Now it's time to start serving your customers. But you know, just like anywhere, accidents happen. They can happen all the time. They sure do. In a dining room, you know, behind the bar, throughout the kitchen, I'm sure, is probably a, a big spot where accidents happen. It's, it's going to happen. It's, it's inevitable. But what can be done to help mitigate some of these accidents to help ensure that your tabletop components are well cared for? Yeah. The, the big things that we talk to people about are, number one, having enough. So if you you have to have enough items to kind of make sure that you're not using overusing your product. Uh, this is especially true in the glassware department. Okay. Because if you, I mean, this is kind of basic science. If you put... Uh, cold ice, cold water into a warm glass, that that's going to cause what we call thermal shock. So oh. you want to give your glassware enough time to cool down when it comes out of the dishwasher before you put it back into service. Okay. So the important thing in the beginning, you know, now you're making this big this big tabletop purchase, you want to make sure you have enough of certain items. Your your items that are used more, you want to buy a little more of those items. So if you have a if you have a one plate that multiple items are going to go on, you want to make sure you have enough to make sure it's has time to rest before it goes back into circulation. It's just the nature of china and glassware. Same with glassware. The other thing we talk a lot about is racks, making sure you have the right wear washing racks to put your glassware in. And every glass has a specific rack that it needs to go in when it goes through the dishwasher. This is especially important for stemware because your stems should be completely covered when they go in the dishwasher because there's a lot of rattling around that goes on in there. Yeah, I imagine so, they're probably also the most fragile. Yeah, they're the most fragile and you want to make sure that it's well protected when it's in the dishwasher. They can also be used for storage. Um, it's a good it's a good way to store your product. So, I mean, these are two big things before you're even before you even open the door yeah. that you want to have in place to kind of get off on the right foot in terms of just keeping the replacement costs down of your tabletop. So, what are, what do you think are some of the steps that a restaurant owner can take to, I guess eventually reduce the number of accidents that might occur, you know, whether that's yearly, monthly, weekly. Yeah, I think it's important to, um, obviously, training is a piece of this puzzle. So you've you've got enough china and glassware. You've got your wear washing racks. You've got proper storage. You've kind of thought everything through. You have what you are considering to be a very durable product you you know if you're if you decided that you don't have a lot of space behind your bar and you've you've purchased glassware that's designed to stack you know those kind of things have all been considered the next thing you need to do is really teach your staff about how to treat the product and that that really is not terribly complicated it involves things like you know, not throwing too much stuff into a bus tub, not clanging your flatware into glasses, because eventually, and we've all seen it, we've seen, oh, yeah. um, you know, bus people serving a table and taking all the flatware and dropping it into a mixing glass. Well, at some point, that kind of thing causes little etches into the bottom of the glass, and it basically, you know, compromises the integrity of the glass over time. 
not throwing glassware, china, all those kind of things into a bus tub. Yeah. Having a having a clearing station that's kind of well thought out. More where, common sense things, I think. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's pretty it's pretty simple when you think about it. But you know, you're dealing in 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 our industry, you know, things move very fast, number one. So you want to have a plan in place for your staff so they can do their job without kind of having to think it through too much. You also have a lot of people in the industry who do require training. I mean, this is a lot of times you you have somebody on your staff who this could be their first job. They might be 15 years old or 16 years old, and they don't know. They've yeah. never cleared a table. They, they'll throw a they'll throw a handled mug in with everything else, and with no thought to the fact that the handle will break off. So just making sure that people understand that yes, we actually pay for these things, and yes, they can break. But here's what we can do to kind of mitigate that issue. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I'm always impressed when I'm at a restaurant and I see some of these waiters or waitresses carrying out just huge trays of food. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a training perspective, I I can only guess that there's probably a little bit of training that goes involved with that. Correct. I do think that most restaurant operators they they train on how to how to carry. They when they're choosing their china, they consider how many plates are going to go on a tray. Yeah. I've had operators in our store working on their working on their china choices, pull out a waiter tray and put the plates on the tray and lift it up just to see how heavy it was. Sure. So, you know, there's things like that that need to be considered along the way. You know, obviously if you're doing hand service, you don't need to worry about that kind of thing. But from a clearing standpoint, that's another thing that needs to be considered because then you're clearing everything by hand as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a matter of kind of deciding what's going to work for your establishment and making sure that your staff understands how to separate things when they're clearing them, how to not not carry too much because, boy, we've all seen a whole stack of plates going right. on when somebody decides to pick up too many. Yeah, if you're serving um, a, a table of 10 people, just have somebody help you. Right. right, make two trips. Make two trips, have mm-hmm. somebody help you, get those trays off, sure. Okay. Right, right. So right. it's it's not, it is, it is a, there's a lot of very common sense things that go on, but it's important to kind of make sure that your staff understands that these are these are things we need to take care of. Because if, if you don't, you know, your replacement costs can go, it can get extremely high over time. Yeah. What about just the idea of pathways? When I say pathways, I mean, you know, you get your dining area, it's, it's a full house, just identifying, okay, that this is the, the area that you should be. If you're coming from the kitchen, you use this path. If you're going to the kitchen, use this path. Same with doors, you know, separate doors in and out of the kitchen, yep. simple things like that. Yeah. I think that this is, these are things that we obviously, uh, Belter also has a contract design division. So these are things that are considered right from the get-go. You know, here's your indoor, here's your here's your outdoor, here's the way the, f- the, the flow is going to go in yeah, the dining the floor room. Plan. Yeah, and I think that, you know, once, once, once things get humming, your service staff and your bus staff and everybody kind of understands how things work. But yeah, this, these, these flow patterns are usually well thought out on the front end so okay. that we don't have people crashing into each other. What about behind the scenes in the kitchen? I mean, you've got chefs that are, I mean, it's crazy busy back there. Yep. And they're doing multiple orders at once and they're slamming these plates around. I mean, yeah. is other things that they should be aware of or that they should handle differently? Well, so we talk to people about how they're storing their, how they're storing their flatware and their glassware and their 
plates, where they're storing them, where they're coming from. Usually you'll see a stack of plates right above on some kind of overshelf where the chefs are so they can just pull them down and use them. We talk a lot about is your plate fully glazed? So when it's sliding across your stainless steel table, is it picking up metal and depositing it on the plate that it's stacked oh, with. Yeah, I didn't even so about that. we talk about that kind of thing. So in terms of just just really, you know, how how thick is the profile of your plate? How much can you stack? How much should you be stacking? So it's just sort of an awareness around how are we storing it? How are we handling it? What what's happening to it when it slides across the table, that kind of thing. And same with things like even just even we talked a little bit about glassware wear washing. Flatware is the same way. You know, you want to make sure your flatware is washed standing up, not and it doesn't sit in water. It doesn't sit when it's come through the dishwasher in a flat rack mm. because all the chemicals in a dishwasher, all the food that sits on it, that all that all contributes to like the deterioration. It sort of takes away from the the shine and the luster. So even flatware needs to be sort of treated with delicate hands. Yeah. Okay. You you mentioned, I want to take a step back because you mentioned something about storing yes. uh, your, your tabletop. So currently we're talking about when the restaurant is open for business mm-hmm. and going to and from the kitchen and, and handling it appropriately that way. But what about after hours? What about, you know, it's time to clean up and mm-hmm. the dishes are clean or maybe you're receiving a new order mm-hmm. uh, from your distributor. What are some of the things that you can, some tips or tricks that you can talk about for that? Yeah. So we talk about glass racks, first of all. Yeah. So those are a good good way to store your glassware. Obviously, you're going to have some glassware behind the bar. Um, that's just a general storage place. It lives there because it's going to get grabbed to make a drink. Right. So what what is in service is going to be where it where it stays. But but. When it's not in service, you know, I would suggest things like a glass rack. I would suggest things like we have plate dollies, like a where you can put different size plates in. It's we they call them some people call them the poker chip dolly. So you can adjust the sizing. So you can store your dinner plates that are just coming out of the dishwasher. They can get they can get placed in there. Mm-hmm. They're well protected. Those dollies are typically on wheels, so you can move them around so nobody's trying to carry them. Flatware, I would say, you know, there's flatware bins where it's all separated out. So your forks, your knives, your spoons, once it's out of the dishwasher and it's been wiped off and it's ready to go, you store it in a bin. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's not, again, not very complicated. Yeah, it's not rocket science. But there are tools out there to make sure it's getting done properly. Okay. What about alternatives? Uh, I mean, obviously, glasses break, plates break. Correct. Are there alternatives that restaurant owners should be potentially considering to avoid? I mean, if, if they've got, you know, they just had a bad couple of months and they, they, for whatever reason, just had too many accidents and a mm-hmm. lot of their tabletop have been destroyed for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there alternatives out there that they should be considering that maybe aren't as easily, that, that they may not break as easy? Yeah. So typically what we look at from a, when we get a, when we get a call with a lot of breakage, we kind of look at it and say, well, is this a chipping issue? Because plates will chip. Um, Most manufacturers have chip warranties. Some are three years, some are five years, some are lifetime. Okay. So sometimes it can be just a simple issue of, you know, you're, it's chipping for whatever reason, we can get that replaced, which is another good reason to work with your distributor. Mm -hmm. 
But when it's breaking, when you're having a lot of breakage, you know, that the first thing I would do is look at just how my staff is handling the items. Because really, you know, while China does break, you know, because because of the nature of how it's made, it really shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't just be breaking on you. You shouldn't have tons of tons of costs in the replacement of your china depending on what you get but if you're having a lot of breakage you know it might be time to look at something that is a little more durable you know maybe you decided maybe you did run out of money and you decided to buy a more commodity china that maybe wasn't as durable as say something out of the uk yeah so you know there's different grades of durability in the china department so we can certainly take a look at something like that if you're having a breakage issue same is true with glassware you know there's different levels of durability in the glassware department too so you know it may be time to kind of convert over to something that's a little bit more durable and there's also, you know, there's a whole, it, depending on your establishment, you know, there's there's also melamine yeah, out there. Right. But that's not, you know, that's not right for everybody, but it can work really well in certain places. Okay. So we're, we're having this podcast, uh, Belter's located in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Anyone from the Midwest knows that our spring and summer is short. We like to take advantage of it or as non-existent. often. Or non-existent. <laughs> we like to take advantage of it. The, that season is... is as much as we can, and a lot of the restaurants do the same thing. They have outdoor eating patios that they open up for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. With keeping in mind care and handling with some of this, these tabletop items, for those restaurants that have an outdoor, maybe even they're just they're, they've got an outdoor space, they're open year-round, they're in California, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Should they be considering alternate options at, for, for those seatings outside? Yeah, so a lot of them do. Okay. We get we get a lot of, you know, we have an outdoor space, we have a patio, what can we do that's going to kind of be, give us a cohesive look with our indoor tabletop. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, so in the past, I would say seven or eight, nine years, we have seen plasticware, plastic drinkware, just the quality and the look and the clarity has just gone skyrocketing. Really, it's good. So it's very nice. It's very. I mean, you you wouldn't know it's plastic by looking at it. You okay. have to put it, hold it in your hand. Yeah. So we have definitely um, seen a definite uptick in the plastic drinkware department and lots of shapes to choose from. Great. So it's not just a mixing glass. It's not just a rocks glass. There's wine glasses, champagne glasses, pilsners, pub glasses. I mean, there's just every option out there. So, and it's all designed for commercial use or the, the what we sell is obviously. So it can go through a commercial dishwasher. You know, it's tested against the chemicals. So it's going to last a long time before it gets cloudy. So there's that. And then also... Um, in the melamine department, so melamine for people who don't know what it is, it's basically a type of plastic, mm-hmm. but it's a very durable, thick plastic product. It can go in the microwave. It can go in a commercial dishwasher. Um, we've also seen a, a explosion of creativity in the melamine department. So again, wouldn't know it's melamine until you touch it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of options out there for people for outdoor dining in the sort of plastic melamine department. Yeah. Really fun colors, again, with the organic shapes. Melamine is sort of following the tabletop trends in general. Yeah. And we're getting restaurants that, you know, they're, they're using melamine. It's not, it's not cheap. It's not necessarily 
that much less expensive. It may be equal to a china plate, but the thing is, is it'll last longer. Right. It's so less the replacement cost is much lower. Right. So. Okay. So you would hint it a little bit uh, talking about one, maybe a restaurant owner has a set of dishes that are chipping easier than what they may have expected mm-hmm. and that they should be able to reach out to their distributor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correct. Wh- what do you think are the expectations with that relationship when products are being damaged? I mean, what, how responsive should a distributor be in those situations, even emergency situations? Uh, we take it very seriously. I mean, I when I when we have customers, because a lot of these, you know, if if we have a salesperson who has a quality issue, I get a lot of these calls. Um, not that we have very many of them, but they usually come through me, and we're on it right away because this is part of, you know, this is part of the way we stand behind what we do. So. Typically, what we start with is we're going to replace the chipped product. I mean, obviously, if on your opening order anything comes in broken, because, again, it's China. It Mm -hmm. will break when it's traveling in a truck. That gets replaced immediately. But if you're having chipping issues from the get-go, it just gets replaced. And then if it's an ongoing problem, then it's a matter of, you know, going in, watching. We'll go in and watch how the China's handled, watch how the servers handle it, watch how the chefs handle it, just to kind of see if there's some if there's some tick in the process yeah. that we can kind of eliminate that's helping that that's and help resolve the issue. Okay. You know, rarely does it mean you have to change product, but sometimes it means that. I mean, sometimes you have to find a different. It may be the same manufacturer, but it's a different piece. It's a little more durable. It's got a little thicker rim on it. I had a customer who changed from a soup cup to a ramekin that had a slightly thicker rim. Mm-hmm. Perfect solution. Okay. So, you know, it's just a matter of kind of evaluating the process. And this is something that, you know, I don't know how many operators are going to figure that out on their own. I mean, and when they have when they have chipping issues, it's irritating. You know, they want to have somebody to go to to say, help solve me, help me solve this problem. Yeah. And that's why we're there. Yeah. In all your years of experience, have you ever had a, a quote disaster? So maybe uh, one of our customers, one of your customers that you deal with, was preparing for a, an event and something happened that they needed a response immediately. They needed support in order to, you know, work on this event or, or get it to. I don't recall having, I mean, I guess it depends on how you define, define disaster yeah. in general, but I don't recall that having happened okay. where, well, that's a good we're, thing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we're, you know, we're, we're shooting for a goal of a, you know, a delivery date and it's not happening. I, I've not had that happen. Usually. I mean, a lot of times it comes down to the wire Yeah, because, one thing I would say to operators out there is plan ahead in your China department. Don't think it's going to come in two weeks because that not, that's not necessarily going to happen. Right. With all the with all the great trends that are out there, with all the unique pieces, you know, manufacturers have a tough time forecasting. So they not they're not sure what's going to work and what isn't. So your product might be coming from overseas, sure, and it might take a while. Yeah, you know, the, it's important to plan ahead if you want to avoid that kind of disaster. Usually, we can find a solution, even if we do have a disaster like that. Okay. Um, you know, in my in my end user days, when a when a tray of plates would go down, my father would call that a disaster. So, <laughs> right, and it <laughs> just is because of the cost. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, and it is. Yeah. yeah. So okay. 
Great. Julie, I, again, I wanted to thank you for coming in uh, these last couple of podcasts. This is some really good information. Hopefully, those people that are listening, those restaurant owners, are going to get some value out of these discussions. Yeah. Can you uh, remind them again how they can reach out to you if they have additional questions? Yeah. So my office is in the Belter Superstore, which is on Port Washington Road in Glendale. Um, I am there kind of by appointment, so it's best to reach out to me via email at jpandel, P-A-N-D-L, at belter.com. Or I can be reached by phone at 414-967-4362. Great. Thank you for that. Yep. You can also connect with us by visiting belter.com as well as reach out to us via LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Consider subscribing to this podcast and share it with your friends and coworkers. And once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Belter Wire podcast. Remember, you can visit us at belter.com for all of your restaurant supply, beverage, hospitality, janitorial, and licensed branding needs.